Erin da pei beis two lines from the top of the Amid. Gufa Amr Rabbi Shimon Levi Kalmakim Shabbat Rabbi Yehuda Emesai from Mebem Mishnasenu Einan Lufarish to Bechacham. When Rabbi Yehuda says in a Mishnah the words Emesai or Bemedem Ramurim, it's only coming to explain the words of Chum, and they're not actually arguing on a Chum. Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Yehuda says Emesai. I agree is Lufarish. When Rabbi Yehuda says the words Emesai, it's coming to explain. Uva Melach like. However, when it says Bemedem Ramurim, it's coming to be Chaylik on a Chum. Frankly, Mar Emesai Lufarishu. Are you telling me when Rabbi Yehuda uses Lashon of Emesai? Both Rabbi Shubalevi and Rabbi Yechon agree that Emesai is coming to be mafarish to words of the Chum and not arguing. But we have a Mishnah that says, and these are the people that are puzzled to say Edas because we consider them that Gazlanim Midrabanim, that Gazlanim Rashi says, that Smachta Kanya or Migzel Gazlai. The fact that you're doing these things, it's based on a Smachta, which is not Kanya, and therefore you're stealing money. What are the cases? Habasach Bekubi, someone that plays cards, or Malva Ribbis, or someone lends with Ribbis, or Mafrichi Yainim, or someone that Races pigeons, or someone that sells Shvi's products. Now, the first three are based on Drabban Dikadin, that since a person doesn't think that they're going to lose, therefore they never really want to give that money away. By the fact that someone takes their money away from them when they're betting on something, it's considered like they're stealing from them, at least from Drabban, and that's why they are going to be puzzled for all aidus of Mammon. You're only allowed to eat Shemitah and you're not allowed to Anyone that is chaymed mammon so much, they love it so much that they're going to do an avera because of money. They're considered Russia by Torah Amra Atashis Russia aid. And in that Mishnah, Amra Rabbi Rabbi said, "Emesai is man The only time we said that he's possible to say edus is only when this is his only omnis. I will explain in a moment. But if he have any other business and this is not what he's supporting himself with, and this is not his livelihood, I raise that kasha. He would still be kasha. Why is that? Rashi says the kasher Rabbi if someone is making a smachta and he's saying on his das that he's going to win, and that's why he makes a bet, it's not considered Therefore, the only reason to pass on this person is only because he doesn't have a real job. Therefore, he can't be an aid because since he's not maker and not a bucky in the tircha and the pain of a person, how much it costs to go and make money because he makes money by betting and doing things which are not regular jobs, which it takes toil and hardship to make money. Therefore, he's not going to be chas and he can't be a kashu aid. But the point of the Gemara is right now that Rabbi Huda uses Lashon of Amosai, which would seem that Rabbi Huda and the Chacham, the Tanakama, are not chaylik in this Mishnah. But the Tani Lava Brisa, and when the Brisa we learn, the Chacham, it doesn't make a difference if the person has another job or if he doesn't have any other profession. Aside from betting, Harei's a puzzle. He's always going to be puzzled. So the Gemara is bringing a raya from the Brisa that the Chacham of the Brisa seem to be exactly the din of the Talakama of the Mishnah, and they're saying that it doesn't make a difference if you're Isipi Yeshiva Shailam or not. Even if you have a job and you actually are part of society, the din would be that you're still puzzled for Edus because you're considered a Gazlan. It must be because the Talakama and the Chacham hold because a Smachta is Loikanya, and therefore you're stealing the money by taking the loser's money. However, according to Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda holds only based on not being Isaac in Yeshua Shalom. It must be because Rabbi Yehuda holds that Smachta is Kanya, and therefore you're not considered a Gazlan.
So the Gemara is bringing a raya that even though it says the Lashon Emesai, there is still a machlekes between the Tanakam and Rabbi Yehuda. On that, the Gemara answers, really in the Mishnah, when Rabbi Yehuda says Emesai, there's no machlekes between the Tanakam and Rabbi Yehuda. Both agree to the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda that a smachta is Kanya, and therefore you're not a Gazlan, and the only reason is because you ain't asukin be Yeshiva Sho'olim, and that's what Rabbi Yehuda is explaining in the Mishnah. However, the Racham and the Braisa, Ahid, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Tafni, that's going according to a different sheet that's not, actually not brought in the Mishnah. And that is the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda that it said in the name of Tafin, the Tanya, we learned to the Braisa. If there's a case where Reuben and Shimon are standing around and someone walks in front of them and Reuben says, I bet you that that person is a Nazar, and if he is, I want to be a Nazar. Shimon says, I bet you he's not a Nazar, and if he's not a Nazar, I want to be a Nazar. Rabbi Yehuda says over there in the name of Tafin that neither of them is a Nazar because the Zira says only when you're doing something and you're making a flaw, you have to have a clear declaration. Rashi says she nidra mefurish ala vaday. It has to be something which is mefurish on something which is vaday. V'loy b'tari suffik inaza oisay abol kenegdai. It's not on something which is a suffik, which is something not clear at that point when you made your neda. If this guy's a nazir or if he isn't, which we're not sure at that point because we don't know. We never asked him. Alma, but what you see is over there. Kivin mesafkle inaza iloy nazir who loy mishabin nafshi. A person is not mishabin himself on something which is a suffik. Asmachta loy kanya hachinami kivin loy yada ikani. Like honey, like Gomer Makta. Here also, the Chacham of the Bryce is actually Reb Tafin who holds this idea that if something is not clear and someone makes a bet, then you're not Gomer Makna, Smachta Loikanya, and that's why you consider the Gazlan. And it doesn't make a difference if you be Yeshuva Shalom or not, you're still considered a Gazlan. However, the Mishnah over there is actually all Rabbi Huda and its explanation of the first Shita in the Mishnah. Rabbi Huda saying Amosai, and that of course is the explanation both Lafir Rabbi Shuva Melevi and Lafir Rabbi Echel says that any time the Rabbi Yudha says the Lashon Amosai is Lefarish Hadron Allah Chalayin. We continue with the next parak, the Mishnah. How do you include yourself in a Tchum Shabbos, in an ear of Tchumen for a rabbi? So of course, a Yachid could make his own Tchum Shabbos, but there's also a din that if someone wants to put away a Tchum Shabbos for a group of people, they could do that as well. You take a barrel, either of wine, oil, some sort of pressed figs, pears, which the standard was to store them in barrels. You say, you mezakir to everyone in your city, or to anyone that's going to go to visit an oval, which is a mitzvah, or to a base mishnah, which is l'sameh chasim v'kala. And as we already said, an Erev Tchumen needs Ratzayin because you can't be zachal l'avam because this is actually a chayv because they're going to lose their ability to walk to the other side of the town. And we know that it is in chavim l'adam shloim b'fanav. However, kol shekibalam v'yayim mutan. Therefore, if you makabal on yourself the Erev and you're part of this town and you're part of this rabbim and you say, I want to have my Erev with this group, then you're mutter to go and walk 2,000 amas past that Erev. But Mishitechshach also, if you only had a das, after it becomes dark already, then it's also. Why? Because you can't be makabal or make an Erev for yourself once it gets dark, even though it was an Erev and it was made for Rabbim since you didn't include yourself in that, therefore you're not part of that Erev and you can't walk to that side. Rabbi Yisav says, that you can't make an Erev Tchumen unless you're going for a Dvar Mitzvah that's opposed to an Erev 
of chateres or a shluf of boys where it could be for anything. An erd chumen could only be made for dvar mitzvah. Frak the mark mashkum. What's the chiddush of Rabbi Yisuf Tanina? Our mishnah refers lechol mishiyelach lebeisa avol lebeisa mishda. It has to be for a mitzvah. The gemara says ma'ot him or ochel milsek tani kamashvul. And maybe the mishnah was just giving examples, but it didn't mean specifically it has to be for a mitzvah. Kamashvul Rabbi Yisuf to say the mishnah was specific. We said as long as you makabel while it's still daytime, it's a good air. The fact that you can't be makabel on yourself, the air of tchumen when it gets dark, you see that there's a din that ain't can't have retroactive clarification of your intent, and therefore since before Shabbos you didn't say that I wanted specifically to be my air of tchumen, you can't now say after Shabbos starts that I want that air to be for my air, and that should be my makam shvisa, and I should be able to walk to the other side of the town. The yishbreira tigul muslim if this is the prayer, all he should do is be Megal and his Das, that that's what he wants to do earlier, and therefore the air of Tchumen should work. There's no Raya if Yesh prayer ain't prayer. Really, we could say Yesh prayer. And the Mishnah didn't mean that he actually said and he was Mechabal himself in Baidaim or Mishatachach. What it meant was Shekibalav just meant that he knew about it before it got dark, which means he knew that there was air, and therefore once you know that there was air prior to getting dark, even while it's Shabbos, you could say, you know, that was my das, I'm a gal das, and therefore yesh prayer, it was my air of yesterday. However, if you didn't even know that there was an air there, and you had no idea that someone made this air for the rabbin, and then someone tells you on Shabbos, you know there's an air there, and he says, oh, I want to be part of the air, of course you can't do that, because that's Mishitachshah, but Echonami, yesh prayer. I'm Rabasi, Rabasi says it then, Kantra ben Sheish, Yoytzeb Eir Yimai, if there's a cotton that's in his sixth year, so he's five and a little bit, he's in his sixth year up to his sixth birthday, then he's Yoytzeb Eir if the mother made an Arab and didn't say bedafka and specifically that I'm including my son in my Arab and didn't put actually extra food for the child, it's still part of the mother's Arab because the stomach is that the son goes bust to the mother because he's such a young child. Like Rashi says, the since he can't really live without the mother. There's a Bryce that says if a cotton needs his mother, then he's yaitza with the Arab of his mother. However, she ain't if he doesn't need his mother, then he can no longer be Yaitza with the Arab of his mother. And the Gemara's question is that Lechaira, Katan Ben Sheish, is not someone that is Tzarek Le'imai. And how do we know that? Because the Tzananami Gabi Sukkah, because we learned Ben Again, the Din of Sukkah Kiai Gabna, that Katan Shein Tzarek Le'imai, Chayi Besukkah, a Katan, a child that doesn't need his mother anymore, he's Chayi in the Mitzvah Sukkah. Not, of course, that he's Chayi in the Mitzvah Sukkah with Raisa. It just means the father is Chayi to Mechanachim as the Mitzvah of Chinuch applies. We learned over there. What is a child that does not need the mother anymore? The yeshiva of said, A child that goes to the bathroom and he doesn't need his mother to go and clean him. Anyone that wakes up while they're sleeping in the middle of the night and he doesn't call for his mother. He's saying that he doesn't call for his mother. Is that the real sign of what a child is that's even older children call for their mother? even when they're eight or nine years old. And therefore, how can you say that that's the, the, the shear of Chinuch? And under that, they wouldn't have a mitzvah of Chinuch and no mitzvah of Sukkah. What he meant is, Rav Shimon Ben-Lakish, any child that wakes up from sleep, and he doesn't continuously call out for his mother. Meaning, a young child would call out for his mother and continuously call until the mother comes. An older child will stop calling. After he calls his mother once or twice, he'll stop calling. the And what is that shear? Kebar bo, 
Chachamish. The Bryce says that the share of a child that doesn't need his mother anymore is a child that's in its fourth year or in its fifth year, and then they actually saw that doesn't need their mother. What does it mean in their fourth or their fifth? It's not a choice. Rashi says, each child according to their das and according to their sharpness. That is when the mitzvah of sukkah starts. But the point of the Gemara is that you see that even a child that's within his fifth year, he's a child that doesn't need his mother anymore. And therefore, how can you say that a cotton that's within his sixth year, he's already five years old and a little bit, he's of course he's not a cotton that's at that point, like we proved from the Gemara and sukkah. And we turn to pay bays on the bays. Rabbi Shubray Dravidi comes and explains Rav Asi as follows. Really, Rav Asi, of course, agrees to the Mishnah and Sukkah, and a child that's within the fourth or fifth year, he's already not a child that's Sarah And therefore, if a mother would go and make an Erev, the child that's already four or five years old would not be included in the mother's Erev. However, Kikam Rav Asi, when Rav Asi said that there's a child that's within that sixth year and still has some shaykhs to the mother, it's Gagain Shi'irul of Lutav, a very specific case, where a father made an Erev for the child and had Kavana for the child in the north. But the mother had a kavanah for the child in the south, and now you have conflicting Erevin. There's two Erevin for the child, one to the south and one to the north. Now, the Gemara is basically saying, Rav Asi's point is, that as long as the child is within their sixth year, if a child is given a choice which way he would want to go, he'd want to go towards his mother because he is much more comfortable with the company of his mother. The Gemara asks another kasha. If there's a child that needs his mother, the Bryce says that he's with the mother's Erev and he doesn't have to make an Erev for himself and the mother doesn't actually have to even include any additional food. The Kama and how much is that? How old could the child be? Ad Ben Sheish. The Bryce says until the child is within his sixth year. So this is because the Rabbi Shubar Bidi wanted to say that really a child that's over four or five cannot be joined with his mother unless it was a case where there was conflicting Erev and then we are thrown with his mother because Misafta the Imunichle but a regular child that's within his sixth year should not have a din that he goes with the mother's Erev. Now Rashi points out a very good kasha. Why don't we answer the same thing? Why don't we say the case of this price is also where we're conflicting Erevin. Since it says the word over here, the kama ad ben sheish, therefore it's mashma ben shana or ben shtayim v'shalosh. It means a child that's one, two, three, ad ben sheish, until he's within the sixth year. It's talking about the same case where you yaitza with the Erev the mother, and it's not talking about conflicting Erevin. It's talking where she wasn't Mizakri Erev at all. No one was. And even if you can say that it's not inclusive of the sixth year, because you know that before we said that as long as the child within his fourth or within his fifth year, he's not considered part of his mother because he's not anymore necessary to the mother. He's a child that's not as we proved from the Gemara in Sukkah, and therefore the Chayyur it's a Tiyufta on Rabbi Shua Rabbi Edi. And the Gemara now is Leim with Tiyufta Rabbi Rabasi. The Chayyur should also be a Tiyufta Rabbi Rabasi because the Brisa says until Ben Sheish, until he's up to his sixth year. But Rabasi said even within the sixth year, it could be part of the mother's heir. Amar Rabasi Rabasi explains the Brisa means Ad Ba'Abeklal that a child that's up to his sixth year, inclusive of his sixth year, the din is that he could be joined in his mother's heir. Now even the Gemara, though the Gemara in Sukkah is Mashman, not like that because that's not. But Rav Asi is basically showing over here, I don't need the territory of Rabbi Shubar Rabbi anymore. I actually have a Bryce that's Mefurish, like my Shita, because it says, Al Ban Sheish. And the Gemara now is another Kasha. should be a Tiyufta from the Bryce that says that you get until the sixth year to Rabbi Yanni Rish Lakish, because Rabbi Yanni Rish Lakish, but the gay is 
sukkah, they explain that a child that's either within the fourth year or within the fifth year is considered a child that's ain't tzarachlima, and therefore they're chayiv in sukkah and benigayah air. They can't be included in the air of the mother. And over here we say that a child that's ad ben sheish, which is either defined as ad ben within the sixth year, or if you're going to say ad loya it's within the fifth year. But in either case, it comes out that the brisa says he could be joined together with the air of his mother, which is against the mishnah in sukkah and against the mishnah benigayah air that says ain't tzarachlima. And the way we mafarish it, that means within the fourth or within the fifth year, it's already a child that's ain't tzarachlima. And that the gemara answers like kasha had the the brisa that says that you could be included with the mother until within the sixth year, or at least up to the sixth year, is going when the father is not in the town. Since the father is not in the town, therefore the child definitely goes with the mother much more. However, if the father is in the town, then we say the child is nigra with the father. The father actually takes care of him much more because he's already chayiv in chinuch, and therefore the din is that up to that point he's already going to be chayiv in the mitzvah of sukkah. And the gemara will now bring two brises that are almost. Exactly A person can make an heir of Tchumen for his child, a son or a daughter, that are Ketanim, that are actual Ketanim, that are actually less than 12 or 13 years old, and the same for an Evet or a Shifcha that's a Knani, he's allowed to make an heir even if it's Shaloi Ledaitan, even though we generally say that in Chavon Adam Shaloi Befadav. However, the din is over here, since it's an Evet or Shifcha Ketanim or a child, you could actually make an heir for them. You now want to make an Erev for an Evid or a Shifcha that's an Ivri, and not for your wife. Unless you have their consent, unless they want. And Tanya, we have another Bryce that's exactly the same, except it goes from the reverse order. Because you have a din that your hand is like their hand. And therefore, you don't need their das, you don't need their consent. And this brassic continues and says, If any of these made their own heir, and the master made another heir to the other side of the town, they're actually included in the heir of their master, either a father for Ketanim or a master for his Evid or Shifcha Saknanim. Except for a woman, because she could be Michael, she doesn't have to be included in her husband's heir, like we said before. Why do we only talk about? A woman, the same thing should apply by an evident re or a child that's a gadol. Amr Rabbi Rabbi explains isha damila. It doesn't mean a woman only. It means a woman or anyone that's similar to her that you need hadas. We said in this price the reason why the woman is not included in her husband's Arab is because she could be meicha. Time in the machi, it's mashma only because she became meicha. Hastama, but if she wasn't meicha, she just kept quiet. she would be included in her husband's Arab. We said in the ratio, Elamidaitum, that you actually have to have the consent. My lab, the army in, it must be in a ratio meant that they have to say that I want this Arab. And look over here, by the fact that they made their own Arab, it's showing that they don't want the other Arab. The Gemara says, Loi, my Elamidaitum, when it says in the ratio that you need their consent, their shtikh, it just means that they have to be quiet, misstama, it's also considered that they want it. And it's coming to exclude when they specifically said that they don't want to be part of the Arab. But if they're quiet and they don't say anything, then they're actually included in the Arab. We said another case in the Mishnah where a child or an Ever Knani made their own Erev and then the master or the father made an Erev on the other side that they included in the Rebbe or the father's Erev. This Tamahu, Mashmais of the Mishnah was that the Evid or the child didn't say anything. Victoria, and we still say in the Mishnah, and a woman, if she made 
in the Erev in one spot and her husband made an Erev in another spot and she didn't say anything, it's stomach, that the din is that she's not part of her husband's Erev and even though it's Mistama. And we just said that the only way it should be bottled the husband's Erev is only if she actually is Meich on it. Amurav Rav explains, Kivan Of course, in that case, by the fact that the woman made her own Erev on one side of town, that's the greatest Mecha against her husband's Erev. She's definitely screaming, I want my Erev on that side. And the fact that the husband makes his Erev on this side is considered a Mecha and therefore that's not part of the Isha. The Isha does not have to follow the husband. She could go based on her own Erev. The Mishnah continues, What's the share of an Erev Tchumen? You need to place by your Makim Shvisa the amount of two Sudais for every single person. Now, of course, as we learned earlier in the Masech, that doesn't mean you actually need two Sudais. It means even, for example, a dip or a condiment that's used with the amount of two Sudais. And it's referring to the Muslim that a person generally eats during the weekday and not the amount he eats during Shabbos. Because Ramea is Mekel and says a person generally eats much more on Shabbos when he's relaxed and the food has much more taste. And therefore, of course, Koyal is his less food and therefore it's a cool Dikashita. Rabbi Yudai met Shabbos He says exactly the opposite. Since Shabbos has three Sudas, a person generally doesn't eat as much for each Suda, so she's able to eat each Suda and therefore Shabbos actually has less food and that's a bigger cooler than Chal where a person generally eats only two Sudas and therefore he eats more by each Suda. Like we just explained, Rabbi and Rabbi Yudai are both going Lekula. But the Gemara up until this point, it's going to be based on a person themselves, specifically how much that person eats, either during the week or on Shabbos. But Rabbi Yechim says it's a specific shear, and he says that it's a loaf that costs a punyan when four saw of grain can be bought for a seller, and at this point the Mishnah thinks that two sugars would be a half a kav. And Rabbi Shimon says that if you have a third of a kav, which is a loaf of bread, is made out of a third of a kav, then a third of a loaf is a meal, and therefore each meal is one-ninth of a kav, and two meals, which would be the shear for Erev Tchumen, would be two-ninths of a kav, which of course is a much smaller shear than Rabbi Yechon. Rabbi Yechon comes out more than double the shear of Rabbi Shimon, because according to Rabbi Yechon, one-quarter of a kav is one meal, and according to Rabbi Shimon, one-ninth of a kav is one meal. And once we're talking about the size of a loaf of bread, the Gemara Mishnah continues with The Mishnah says that the din of the loaf of bread is relevant to two other dinim. First of all, if there's a house that has terrace, the din is that a person that walks inside that house is tummy. In addition, if a person walks into the house and he waits inside the house, the share of eating a pras, he's also going to become tummy, of course, because that happens right away, but his begotten also become tummy at that point. That's exerts that cause And therefore, there's a machlekes between Rabbi Yechelon and Rabbi Shimon. According to Rabbi Yechelon, a half a kav is a loaf, and therefore a quarter of a kav is the amount you have to be able to eat, or at least be in the bias, the share of eating the share of a quarter of a kav, and then you begin to become tummy in a bias that has tiras. According to Rabbi Shimon, because a third of a kav is the share of a pas, therefore a half of that, which is a sixth of a kav, is the share that you have to eat, or you have to be in the bias that has tiras in order for you begin to become tummy. And the last thing that's relevant to the din of a pas of a loaf of bread is benegated din of tumah of a person's body. Generally, a person touches eichel, that's tummy, he doesn't become tummy because a meichel is a shenil tumah or up to a shenil tumah and a meichel cannot be metame person. But the din is, if a person eats any meichel that is tummy and he puts it into his mouth and he eats the share of a half of a pras, the din is that his body becomes tummy midrabbanon, he becomes a shenil tumah and the only thing that it actually effectuates is once a person is a shenil tumah, if he touches chulun, it wouldn't actually become 
become Tamei because Chulin could only go down to a Sheni. However, if he touches either Chuma or Kachim, then he would make the Chuma or the Kachim into a Shlishi Lutuma. And the only way this actually happens if you eat a Chetzi Pras, and a Chetzi Pras is a half of a half of a loaf, which means a quarter of a loaf of bread, and therefore it depends. That means an eighth of a Kav. According to Rabbi Shimon, since a third of a Kav is a full loaf, therefore a quarter of a third of a Kav is a twelfth of a Kav. And if you would eat this year, then Midrabbanon, the person would become Tameh, and that's what it means in our Mishnah, Chetzi Chetzi lifts Lasagviyah, and we will stop over here.